Claire was 12, the first time a story about DMAT truly scared her. She was at a sleepover with Libby and a girl named Jude, a friend who later drifted away after getting into sports. They had been whispering long past their bedtime, when Libby said in an almost gleeful voice, Did you hear the one about the girl who used DMAT to lose weight and died? Jude threw a pillow. That's not true. You can check it out on the air. It's all made up. It's true. You know May from school? Her cousin was the girl's sister's best friend. Yeah, sure, said Jude. If you say so. I do say so. More to forestall an argument than anything else, Claire asked. What happened to her? It was simple. The girl in the story had had an abusive boyfriend who thought she was overweight. He hacked into the network and made it so she lost a certain percentage of the fat in her body every time she went through DMAT. She shed weight, sure, but he didn't realize that fats were everywhere in the body, in every cell, every nerve. Eventually, she just stopped. When they opened her up to see what had gone wrong, they discovered that the girl's skull was completely empty. Her boyfriend's selfish hack had hollowed her out from the inside. The thought chilled young Claire to the core. DMAT was supposed to be completely safe. The very suggestion that it might not be threatened to bring her world crumbling down. Just as it crumbled down five years later, she knew now that some urban myths were true. We didn't dream it, did we? Claire's voice echoed from the buildings around her. They seemed to be standing in an empty square in the middle of a city. But Claire knew that couldn't be real. The world was dust now. When Jesse and Trevin had shot down the satellite that was supposed to contain the yard, attempting to bring Aunt Wallace to justice and rescue everyone he had illegally copied, they had unleashed a terrible chain reaction that dissolved everything that had ever been through DMAT. Claire had fled with Peacekeeper Sergeant and Q into the actual yard, which she now knew was really deep under a frozen lake in Russia. Where they appeared to be was in San Francisco, according to the yard's version of the air, which her lenses accessed just as they always did. They told her that she was in the southwest corner of Union Square, near a gallery that specialized in rare manga. The air also provided the date, time, and temperature. It told her that no one was currently following her, which was a relief after the intense scrutiny of recent days, and which of her friends were connected and where they were. She could even hear them talking through the chat she had open. Are you sure this is the right place for a crashlander ball? Tosh was saying. Positive. Ronnie's voice had a shiver to it. Could be warmer, though. That'll change when everyone gets here, said Libby. The only jarring note was the sound of her own voice when she herself wasn't speaking. I feel like I've just woken up, said Carrie Sargent. The tall peacekeeper was standing nearby, turning around in a circle with her arms held out from her body, palms raised to the sun. That's my fault said Q. Her voice came over Claire's augs as clearly as it used to, but Claire cocked her head, not entirely reassured by Q's presence in her ears. For days, Q had been hiding in Carrie's head, operating her body like one of Aunt Wallace's dupes. 
It seemed that Claire had passed Q's test of friendship, but she was now unsure what that meant for the two of them. In order to pretend to be you, I had to temporarily suppress you, Q said to Carrie. That was hard. You're very strong. Carrie shrugged. She didn't seem bothered by what Q had done to her. Shouldn't she have been angry? Claire would have been. You gotta do what you gotta do, Carrie said. That's what you were thinking before we came here. You had to break into the yard just like you broke into me. In some ways, the situation is very similar, said Q. The yard is as complex as a living thing. We don't really belong here. What is here, exactly? Asked Claire, waving a hand to take in the square, the city, the world. Her fingernails were chipped. She could hear the sound of wind rustling through nearby trees. It feels so real, but it can't be, can it?